you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. said we can bring heaven to earth tonight. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to get your mind focused on the Lord right now. I want you to toss away every distraction you to open your heart up to the Lord because He cares for you. And God has a word for us tonight. So with our eyes closed, with our minds on Him, let's lift our hands together and let's just worship Him for who He is right now. Would you do that with me? All over this room, just lift up a praise to Him because He is worthy of it. Come on, let's lift our voice up to Him right now. Father, we love You. God, we praise you tonight. You alone are worthy of all the glory, of all the honor. And God, we magnify your holy name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, everyone said in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's go to the word of the Lord tonight. 1 Kings chapter 14, verses 24. Through 28. First Kings chapter 14, verses 25 through 28. Give honor to all you wonderful people tonight. I love this church. I'm thankful for each and every one of you, and I'm thankful for my incredible pastor. How many of you love Pastor Jordan? so blessed tonight. I don't want to ever take it lightly or for granted. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. This evening, number one, if you will help me preach tonight, I promise I won't pitch you. Um, But if you won't help me preach, I sure hope that you packed your lunch, your dinner. Um, 
watch up here tonight. My dad got me. He's for my wedding. And I always hold it up here tonight so I can be mindful of the time. But the issue is, is I was married two years ago in a month almost. And I've never changed out the battery in this thing. So the watch actually doesn't work. So we're, we're not going to go off the time tonight. We're just going to go off the off of the church's response. Someone say amen on that. <laughs> this evening we're going to pick up here in the word of God in a tragedy that has taken place in the temple. And I think that God is going to help us tonight and speak to us about where we are. How many of you want the word of God to change us tonight? Amen. If you have it, say amen. If you don't, look at the jumbotron behind me. It's up there as well. Came to pass in the fifth year of the king, Rehoboam. You know, I'd like to meet his mother. I don't know what she was thinking when she named him that. That Shishak, the king of Egypt, came up against them. Now watch this. And he took away the treasures of the house of the Lord. And the treasures of the king's house. He even took away all, and he took away the shields of gold which Solomon had made. And King Rehoboam made in their stead brazen shields. The enemy took the golden shields. And committed them to the hands of the guard, which kept the door of the king's house. And it was so when the king went into the house of the Lord, that the guard spared them and brought them into chamber what a tragic moment in time the priceless treasures of the temple were gone this evening if you will help me preach tonight I want to talk with you on this topic the protectors of treasure, the protectors of the treasure. We need God's help tonight. Let's put our Bibles down and would you just lift your hands one more time up this way and would you pray over me and pray over my mind and my body tonight that I could deliver the word of the Lord the way that I feel it. Let's pray right now. Father, we need you, oh God. I pray that you would loose my tongue. Lord, you know, Lord, that I'm I'm dealing with a cold tonight, God, but you've given me a word for our congregation. I pray that you would help me. God, that you would strengthen me to speak your word. Father, I pray that the church tonight would be changed by your word, God, and I pray that you would hide me under your shadow. God, let no man hear me, see me, or feel me, but God, let them hear you, see you, and feel you, and we're going to give you praise for all that you do and all that is done tonight. Father, we worship you and we praise your holy name. And everyone said in Jesus' name. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord one more time. Lift up your voice and give him praise again. Look at your neighbor and say, the protectors of the treasure. If you help me preach tonight, you may be seated. If not don't so I know who you are. There's no doubt tonight that there is an enemy that is after the church of the living God. You see, the Bible calls the church to be sober. And he calls us to be watchful because there is an enemy who has come 
to kill, steal, and destroy. He has come after us for nothing more than for us to lose who we are, lose what we believe, lose the pillars of the doctrine. See, he's after the treasures of the church. You see, from the very beginning to the Garden of Eden until the present day, there has always been an enemy who has been after the people of God to take away from them the treasures of God. You see, in Genesis, we read of a serpent that was trying to take their innocence. We read later on in the Bible First Samuel, we read of an enemy coming to the house of Eli to take the precious Ark of the Covenant. And then we read in the book of Joel, we read about the canker worm and the palmer worm and the caterpillar that is trying to take the fruit off the branches of the vineyard. And in the present text that we are reading here this evening. The adversary came for nothing more than to take the treasures of the temple of God. You see, these moments where the adversary seems to be successful at what they're trying to do is such a tragic thing. It's such a horrible thing that these men and women had to go through. It's such a tragedy that the Ark of the Covenant was so easily taken from the people of Israel. It is a tragedy that the canker worm and the palmer worm and the caterpillar came and they destroyed the vineyard. It's a tragedy here this evening that the king of Egypt came into the temple to take the shields made of gold. But you see, all of these moments, all of these instances where the adversary seems to be successful, they all have a common denominator tonight. You see, there's a common theme to the success of the adversary. The watchful eyes of the people were not focused on the right things. The watchful eyes of the people were not on the things that the enemy came to take away from them. The common denominator in all of these issues, all of these things that we read about tonight, is that the people quit watching after the treasures of the temple of God. You see, in the context that we read tonight of the tragedy of the temple and of the king of Rehoboam, I could pose many questions tonight. My first question would become, where was Rehoboam's guards that we read about later in the scripture? Where were the guards and what possibly could have been more important than looking after the treasures of the house of God. We could ask tonight, were they solely looking on things that only gave them benefit? Were they only looking after the things that they treasured and not that God treasured? We could ask the question tonight, was their eyes only turned away from the treasure for a long time where the enemy had hours to come in and wreak havoc. But we could also pose the question this evening, if you'd give me just a minute of your time, we're going to go to a place in the Holy Ghost tonight. We could also pose the question, was their eyes only turned off of the treasure for just a moment? And was it in a little moment of complacency? The little moment of weakness that the adversary was able to come in and do 
what he came after. We could pose the question this evening, were the guards becoming mundane with looking after the same treasure day after day, week after week, and month after month? Did they become mundane watching over God's house that the adversary was able to come in with them unaware and take the thing that was so precious to them? Or did they possibly believe that maybe, just maybe, the treasure of the house was really not as important as the people made it out to be? Or could it have been that they believed that they really didn't need these old armor of gold? Maybe we can do without this now. So I'm not going to watch after this, but... But rather, I'm going to watch after the new treasures. I'm going to watch after the new stuff. Could it have been that they became that complacent with watching over the house of the Lord that they forgot to protect the things that were priceless? Although we do not know the real answer tonight, although that we can draw conclusions all throughout the scripture that we read tonight. And it could be up for personal interpretation. Although we do not know the real answers, what we do know is there were people who had the job to watch after the treasures of the house who did not do their job. What we do know is that there were guards of Rehoboam's who did not do their job after watching after the things that God has called them to watch after. You see, ladies and gentlemen, it's not always the things that we can see that we have to worry about losing, but it can be the little things that we fail to watch that can be lost the quickest. Ladies and gentlemen, we cannot move our eyes off the treasure of the house of God, but we've got to protect that which God has given the church. And the conclusion that we can draw out of the text tonight things to go. And by the time that we notice that they're gone, it's already going to be too late. And we will only take notice that the enemy has come when we notice that the treasure is already gone. And by the time that we notice that treasure is missing from the house, that treasure will be nowhere else to be come to preach to you tonight that the devil is after the treasures of the temple. The, the devil is after the treasures that God has given the church. And we've been given a task tonight. We have been given a job from the Lord. We have been given a responsibility tonight. To watch after the things that the Lord has entrusted us with. And it's our job that we've got to make sure that we never lose it. But we've got to protect what we've got. And we've got to keep it safe. Yeah. You see, the thing about a treasure, the thing about a treasure is it's not something that can be replaced with money. It's not something that can be replaced with something else that looks like it. But if you've ever been given a treasure in your life, how many of you have an article in your life that is a treasure to you? Something that you can't put value to. Something you can't go get another one like it if it ever goes away. You see, treasure cannot be replaced with material things. Treasure cannot be replaced with money, gold, music, 
programs, lighting. You see, ladies and gentlemen, but a treasure is something that is priceless to us. And God has given his church incredible treasures. And God forbid, God help us if we ever allow the enemy to come in and take that which the Lord has given to us. God forbid if we ever neglect that which God has entrusted the church with. Because we cannot afford to lose the treasure. We can't afford to lose the treasure of the apostolic doctrine. We can't afford to lose the treasure of one God. Jesus' name baptism in filling of the Holy Ghost. We can't afford to lose the treasure of holiness and separation from the world. We can't afford to lose the treasure of consecration and prayer. We can't afford to lose the treasure of the presence of God. We can't afford to lose it.
I begin to think about the dead that was raised among us. I begin to think about the great awakening conferences that we've had in this building here. And I begin to think about how bad that the devil would love nothing more than to take that away from the church. I begin to think about how the devil would love nothing more than for us to become complacent with just being okay having normal church. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope to God tonight that you can hear my heart. I don't want to have ordinary church. I don't want to be like the rest of the world. I don't want to be like the church down the road. I want to be apostolic. I want to see demonstration. I want to see the power of God. I want to be slain in the Holy Ghost. I want aisle running, foot stomping, hand clapping church. God forbid we ever lose that. how we had good church I remember the banner services depending on the banner we knew we knew that we had church and how many people knocked those banners down and how many times you ate the floor in the back of the church but I began to remember that culture of outward exuberant worship undefiled unadulterated pure holy worship, not for attention, not to show the light on us, but because that's how much that we love God. I begin to think about that. I begin to think about the aisle running church I grew up in. I begin to I begin to think about, and I know it now, it's all corny and cheesy sounding. I, I begin to think about looking down at that altar and the high heels were on the floor. Bobby pins were hanging out of hair. Those old long hive hairs that people used to wear back then with the beehive on top of their head was halfway down their shoulders by the end of that. And you know what? I begin to look at where we are today. Not just our church, but as the culture. I begin to look and say, why are we trying to conform that now to a new charismatic worship? A new, more proper worship. And I begin to think about how the devil would love nothing more than for us to lose our worship. I thought about how the devil would love nothing more than for us to lose who we are. I begin to think about how the devil has always been after the worship. That's always what it's been about. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you hear me tonight. God forbid we are a non-worshiping charismatic church. We've got to be apostolic. We've got to worship. We've got to be who God called us to. brass. You see, brass in those days, 
nothing costly, but it was easy to get. It was a cheaper alternate to the goal. He gets the idea. We need to put something in this place. We need to put something for what's gone. Give me the grass. I'm, I'm going to build it. I'm going to rebuild it. This is sealed. This is mine. I'm going to rebuild the treasure. easier and easier to settle for something a little bit less. The more worship that we let go, we're going to settle for a little bit less. The more prayer that we let go of our homes, we're going to settle for a cheaper solution. Ladies and gentlemen, there needs to be a generation that rises up that says, I don't want cheaper. I don't want fake. I want the real thing. I want to pay the price for the treasure of the house of God. I don't want you to misunderstand me tonight. I want you to hear me loud and clear tonight. Every church has work to do. Every one of them. There's no perfect church. The church people are. We're going to let things go. We're going to let things slip away every once in a while. And we... This evening, we've got some work to do in this house. If I can be a transparent man with you tonight, we've got some work to do on prayer. We've got some work to do on prayer. We need to be a praying church. We need to know how to touch that throne. Because, ladies and gentlemen, it's not the talent that ever has, is, the talent has never broken the yoke off of a man or a woman. But I'm going to tell you, prayer will break the chains off of people. Prayer will bring heaven to earth. Talent won't bring your won't bring heaven to earth, but an anointed prayer meeting will bring the presence of God every single time. We we got some work to do, and God forbid that we settle for something less than what God has for us. God forbid that we're happy with just our little prayer meeting every month. God forbid that we're happy with only praying when we're in church, but we go home and there's no prayer in our homes. If we're going to do it, let's do it right. Let's not settle for bronze or brass, but let us settle for the gold. Let us do what God's called us to do. Let us be a praying people. our worship. We've got to climb with that. We've got to keep going. We can't settle for where we are because if we're complacent with where we are, we will die where we are. And if
it's not the will of God for us to remain in the same place that we've always been. But ladies and gentlemen, we've got to go forward and we've got to have the treasure. We've got to have the treasure. We've got to have the treasure. We can't forsake any of them. They're all important. The prayer is important. The worship is important. The doctrine is important. We've got to protect what God has given us. completely evade all the fighting, all the climbing uphill both ways, if we would just let it not go in the first place. I've come to tell you tonight, it doesn't matter if you like the new music, the old music, the English music, or the Spanish music. You've got to be a worshiper, because the moment you take your eyes off, the enemy's going to come in, and he's going to take that from you. But I claim tonight, I'm not going to let the devil take the worship. We're going to be a worshiping church. We're going to be an aisle-running church. We're going to be a jumping church, a hand-clapping church, because it's who we are. say you can have a devil or are you going to say not on my watch I'm going to be a worshiper I'm going to pray when no one else is praying I'm going to consecrate when no one else is consecrating the whole world might be leaving the truth but as for me and my house we will serve the Lord question becomes, brother Griffin, the question becomes, 
the Holy Ghost in this room. Are we going to protect our worship or are we going to let our worship go? Are we going to be a responder or are we going to let our response go? Are we, are we going to be a prayer warrior or are we going to let everyone else hold the weight of the church while we don't do anything? Ladies and gentlemen, God is calling you tonight. God is reaching for somebody. God is calling you to the front lines of the temple because the adversary is after some things. And there needs to be a generation that rises up in this room that says, not on my watch. This treasure is ours. I'm not letting it go. I'm not letting it go over my dead body. Is this going to be a worshipless church? Over my dead body, is this going to be a prayerless church? I'm going to protect the treasure of the Lord. moms and dads, okay, listen to me right now. I want moms and dads, I want you down here. I want my young people to come up on this front right now. As quick as you can. If, as quick as you can. There's a tragedy going on in this generation. Do you hear me tonight? There's a tragedy going on in this, in this generation. Come on, Emory kid, come on. Where, where my boy Carter and Cooper? Come on, buddy. Get your mom, get your dad, bring them up here. We don't need sound right now. Get up here. I want you to listen to me. All of you kids who are up here every Sunday and you worship, don't worry about the people who laugh at you. You keep on worshiping. You're just defending the treasure. For all of you prayer warriors, when your friends at school laugh at you for who you are, you keep on being who God has called you to be. Here, Porter, I got you, buddy. Come up here. Set or the lack thereof 
stand on patience, no one's saving them. And I've come to tell you, moms and dads, that if we don't show our children and our grandchildren that this is important, we are one generation from extinct. We are one generation from losing this out. And this, this is worth the treasure. This is worth, you want to know, your children are a byproduct of the treasure of the temple. They are a product of worship. They are a product of prayer. God forbid we lose who we are. But mom and dad, they haven't seen mom and dad worship in months or maybe even years. They're trying to defend the doctrine. But mom and dad are living one lifestyle here and one lifestyle up there. I've come to tell you tonight, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, you hear me tonight. You've got to teach your kids how to be a protector of the things of God. weight. All of the eyes are on our children. All of the eyes and they're feeling the heaviness and they're wondering why is mom not grabbing my hand and dancing with me? Why is dad not grabbing my hand and running the aisles with me? Shame on us when we teach our kids that this is not important because we don't live this thing. If we want to be the church of the next generation, we've got to be the church right now. How can, we, how can we ever expect our children to be something that we're not? take it from my hands. You might come in like a flood, but you're not taking my treasure. You're not taking my treasure. And I've come to tell you, I might not have kids right now, but when I have kids, I'm going to teach them how to protect that which God has given them. The treasure of the temple. I want you to go find your moms and your dads. I want you to find your grandmas and your grandpas. I want you to grab their hand real quick. say that we're going to feel like it. The tragedy comes, the trials, the tribulations, the hard times, and there's going to be times when we're the only ones who pray. We're the only ones who worship. We're the only ones who seem to show any interest in protecting that.
someone who sees that this is beautiful. The ugly worship is beautiful. The doctrine, the, the one that we get mad at sometimes because we feel like it's pointless. It's beautiful. Worship is beautiful. Praying until our knees are callous and sweat is dripping from my head are coming out of my eyes. All you have to do is see the beauty and the treasure. And you know what? If you see the beauty and the treasure, you're qualified. Doesn't matter how long you've been a part of the temple. It doesn't matter if you've been a part of the temple for 20 years or 20 minutes. All you've got to do saying yes, I'm going to protect the treasure. I'm not going to let it go. I'm not going to let it go. I'm not going to let the enemy take it from my family. I'm not going to let the enemy take prayer from my family. I'm going to protect what God has given me. I feel an urgency in the Holy Ghost. I think we should pray all over this room. Get out of your seat. Come to the front. Everybody, come to the front. You need to grab a family member, a husband, a wife, and you need to pray. We've got to protect the treasure. We've got to protect the treasure. We've got to protect the treasure. Come on. Come on. Don't take it lightly, ladies. Don't take it lightly tonight. This is worth protecting. This life is worth living. This life is worth living. You're going to look for happiness everywhere else, but you're going to find it right here. I think we should pray right now. Everybody, everybody should be grabbing someone and let a thunderous roar of prayer come out of your mouth right now. Someone say yes to protecting this thing. Someone say yes to protecting. Someone say yes to protecting worship. Someone say yes to protecting prayer. Someone say yes to protecting apostolic truth. God deal with your heart right now, guys. Come on, girls. Let God deal with your heart. Dad, you should show them how to pray right now. Mom, you should show them how to pray right now. You should show them what to do when the enemy comes in their life like a flood. You should show them how to raise up a standard with the Lord. You should show them when they're under attack how to pray, how to fast that thing through. It's worth protecting the treasure. Do you remember the time when prayer got you through? It's going to get your kid through. Do you remember that time when worship brought you out? It's going to get your kid out of a mess. You've got to protect it. It is to be protected by us. Yes, God's dealing with your heart. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of it. Come on, that's it, Bailey. Don't be afraid of this. That's it, Alex Austin. Don't be afraid of this. It's worth it, man. It, come on, Drew. Come on, Kate. It's worth it. Come on, Aiden. Come on, Brantley. You've got to protect this thing. Charlie, it's worth protecting. It's worth protecting, Sully. It's worth it. Protect the treasure. Jada, protect the treasure with everything you've got. Tara, protect it. Don't ever give up prayer, buddy. Don't ever give up your worship. You don't age out of worship, bud. Who's going to protect that which God has given us? Are we going to lose it in the transition of generations? Or are we going to pass it on to the next? Are we going to pass it on to the next?
Yes. That's it. Let those tears flow, ladies. Come on, God. Come on, Logan. Come on, Noah. Let those tears flow. Come on, Pastor Evan. Let that tear flow out of your mind. Let it flow out of that eye right now. We've got to protect the treasure. We've got to teach them how to protect. Come on, Mom. Come on, Dad. Show them what it's like to not give up hope when your family's a mess, when your family's out of control. It's worth protecting this thing. It's worth it. It's worth it. Come on. Some of you need to let those walls break in you right now. You've got walls built up of anger, walls of depression. You've got to let those walls fall right now. You've got to let it break. You've got to protect this thing. You've got to protect this thing. protector of the treasure who's going to be a protector God forbid we ever lose it God forbid we lose it God forbid that we don't do it anymore God forbid that we become mundane trying to protect the same thing over and over again we've got to have it come on lift those voices Lift those voices. Lift those voices up right now. Don't be quiet. Don't worry about if you don't think you know how to pray. Just lift your voice up to the Lord. Just tell Him yes tonight. I say yes, Lord. I say yes, Lord. Protect that treasure tonight. Protect that treasure tonight. Protect that treasure tonight. As for me and my house, I don't care what the rest of the world's doing. I don't care what the culture's doing. As for me and my house, as for me and my grandchildren, I don't care if my family's living for God or not. But as for me and these children, I'm going to teach them how to protect it.
treasure that makes us unlike everybody else.
you to get in your head right now what you want to pray for, what you want to give to these children. Whatever you say to them that you want to minister to them, that you want to help them figure out how to get going. Are you a prayer warrior? Are you a worshiper? What is it? I want you to pray over them. Don't, don't, don't be passive right now. I want you to pray over them. Pray that the Lord would help them. Come on, let's lift our voice one more time. Fervently in this house.